We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. McPherson on the fan. This is a KM to 2 a.m. to close the week. We've got a ton to talk about. It's the most wonderful time. If you like sports, something piqued your interest this week. If you're into football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, something happened that made you say, hmm, I've got a thought, take, opinion on that. I've only got a few minutes right here to lay everything out. I wasn't on when the news broke last night on Carlos Rodon. We're definitely going to talk about that. I haven't spoken on Zach Wilson. Obviously, we're going to talk about that. It's a football Friday. The Knicks win. The Nets win. They're looking like two of the hottest teams in the Eastern Conference. So let's start with football Friday. We have NFL games on tomorrow, starting at 1 o'clock. It's the most wonderful time of year. And you heard me start saying that around the sports equinox in October when we had all of the sports on. Hockey comes back. Football's already on. Basketball comes back. Baseball's in the best part of the baseball season. And it extends until we get to Christmas, which people think is the most wonderful time of the year. But really, it's the most wonderful time of the year from late October to now because of all the sports Just being on go. Even baseball, which isn't in season, but there's news every day. So Christmas, a week from right now, folks are going to be checking out. I mean, not even a week from right now. People are going to be checking out Monday. So if you didn't figure out how to get your shopping done, uh, you've got a little bit of time. If you didn't get your plans in order, whatever, it's the most wonderful time. Folks are checking out. There's football on tomorrow. We're going to talk about the Jets tonight. Uh, Jets fans, how do you feel now? When I got on air for my uh, KM to 2 a.m. after Monday Night Football, I told you, hey, Brees Hall's coming back next year. It's okay if you don't make the playoffs this year. What are you talking about? You have to make the playoffs. They're in a drought, okay? And it's okay if that drought goes another year because this isn't how you want to limp in looking for help internally and externally, and now you're looking to Zach Wilson to help you Nightmare fuel for Jets fans. You don't deserve this. So I tried to soften the blow Monday after the Patriots beat the Cardinals. Here we are Friday going into this game. Please call me and tell me how you feel about Mike White, his ribs, 10 doctors, protecting the player from himself. 
And then when Robert Sala said this, I didn't hear the audio, but I read this quote. I'm hoping it's not a real quote. I thought it was a ball sack sports quote or somebody trolling with a verified badge that they paid $8 for. Did Robert Sala actually say this? He's the same QB that went 18 and 18 in a bowl game. Excuse me, say what? Are we talking about college? College bowl games in regards to the guy that you need to save the day? Again, let's move on. Speaking of limping, the Giants are the walking wounded. They have gotten a couple guys back, but they're still overall just hurt. And they did not have the talent from the jump. I'm looking at both the Jets and the Giants, and I'm like, hey, this is a rebuild year. And it's a good year when you're rebuilding and you're in the hunt for the playoffs most of the season. But if you come up short, please don't say this was a disaster. This was a failure. You got to take the good from the bad. It, it is hard to make the playoffs. It is hard to win football games. And it's going to be very hard for the Giants to win this football game Sunday night, the only game on against a rested Washington Commanders team who they tied against. And they've been sitting on that tie. The Giants went out there and got smacked by the Eagles, and then they got off their feet a little bit to get ready for this rematch. This is it. You want playoffs? You're in the playoffs on both sides. Jets and Giants must win games on Sunday. And if I have to bet a dollar on it, I'm betting on the other side. I'm sorry. We'll get into it. As for my New York Yankees, if you're a Yankees fan, you should be happy. But I understand half the fan base is never happy. I'm on the other half that is happy, encouraged with what I've seen. It's been a good two weeks for the Yankees. Whether you hate Hal Steinbrenner, you think he's cheap. Whether you don't like Brian Cashman, you think he's sleep. That's a bar, Freestyle Friday. These guys are doing what needs to be done to push their chips in. They're spending money, half a billy. Judge is back. They didn't let him leave. They actually did finesse and figure out how to get Carlos Rodon and not for seven years and not for $200 million. Please go to YouTube and just type in Carlos Rodon highlights from 2022 and watch this guy. He's figured it out. He's in the prime of his career. He's coming to the Bronx to be a bully. I'm pumped about it. When that news broke yesterday, C-Mac and I were supposed to be talking football. We're like, no, we got to talk about this. And I will do that with you tonight, Yankees fans. You got to feel good about that. If you don't feel so good about Benintendi signing with the White Sox, we can talk about that as well. That's the largest contract that the White Sox have ever signed for a player? What? Five years, $75 million? First off, good. We weren't going to go five years. Five years makes no sense for Benintendi. Some people fell in love with this guy for one month? He's a Red Sox. I've been telling you for weeks. He's got too much Boston in his blood. He doesn't want to be here. He'd rather go to the B team in Chicago for five years and $75 million. Goodbye. This Yankees team is ready to get back to a World Series. This Yankees team has studs. You see Judge come back and Carlos Rodon sign and you don't want to be here? Good riddance. Jerry Reinsdorf owns the Chicago White Sox. That's the biggest deal. Jerry is rich. He owns the Chicago Bulls as well. And you know who also owns the Chicago Bulls? The New York Knicks. I feel sorry for them. I feel bad for Chicago. The way that game ended two days ago, with Caruso on his side and, and Brunson hitting the dagger three. Come on now. For them to step on that floor in this little home-and-home -home series 
For them to step back on that floor and for the Knicks to just smack them like they did tonight, that's embarrassing. So the Knicks are rolling. That's six wins in a row. The the Nets just won five in a row. The Nets go up to Toronto, sweep Toronto for the season. Utah's return back to his old team. He doesn't look for revenge. He just looks to be the shooter. Utah the shooter. The, the Nets are good. The Knicks are also looking good. Kyrie Irving with the dagger. I mean, we're going to talk about it all tonight. I don't even have enough time to go through the rest of the stuff I have in my notes, but we will get to it. 877-337-6666. If you like sports, if you like to talk about sports, if you've got nothing to do because it's trash weather, it's cold, it's rainy, and you're just chilling somewhere, driving somewhere, I got you till 2 a.m. Rock with me. Call me up. I'll be right back. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Gentlemen, boys and girls, keep McPherson on the fan. It's a Friday night vibe. We've got one more hour until it's Saturday. Let's get into the show. Online, I was like, yo, I need a five-hour show tonight. There's just so much to talk about, so much that went on. I have like three pages of notes of things to possibly bring to the table. But everybody on the phone already wants to talk about the Yankees. We'll get there. We'll get there. Capper and Carino, Brooklyn Nets Radio. Chris Carino on the call, fantastic call. I could I could hear the buildup as I was driving in and listening to where the game was going. Got tense at the end, and uh, you could just hear in Chris Carino's voice he was ready for the moment, and he he just you just heard it. He just had an awesome call, and uh, you know, good for Kyrie Irving, man. Good for the Nets. Shout out to the Nets. I came home today. I got a package from the Nets. They sent me a basketball, a nice shirt with the Bosky icon. I'm like, look at the Nets. Trying to reel me back in. I mean, I never really left, but I was definitely definitely disappointed, right? The way the season started and the toxic nature of the Kyrie stuff and, uh, you know, the, the article with Kevin Durant coming out and, and uh, it being misconstrued, what he meant about his teammates. You know, we still have a drop here from Boomer and Geo in the morning. I'm in the Boomer and Geo studio. We still have a drop from Boomer and Geo in the morning where they say, can you believe he, he called out his teammates? KD clarified that, and now look at how well him and his teammates are playing. Look at how well Kyrie has come back and been playing. And uh, good things come to guys like Kyrie who give. You know, you get what you give. Kyrie, there was a story today about a girl that was looking for $6,000 in a GoFundMe uh, to stay in school. A girl named Destiny down at Howard University. And um, (laughs) she blew past that goal. Because Kyrie Irving donated $22,000. So she's good. She's covered. They said she's covered through the rest of the time she's going to be at school. And, uh, you know, I feel like we need to be as loud about the good things that Kyrie does in the community, the good things that Kyrie does to bless people, less fortunate people, to help people without looking for anything in return. He's not getting on the mic and telling anyone about that. When we hear about these things with Kyrie, someone else is posting a screenshot and someone else is telling you about it. So shout out to Kyrie Irving. He has the game-winning shot. And, uh, you know, we're weeks away from the distraction. And I'm looking at this Nets team like, okay, keep going. Keep building. And maybe this is the year of the 7-11 KD Kyrie era where they actually do get past the second round. Get to the Eastern Conference Finals. 
We don't know how it's going to shake out with seating. We don't know who's going to be hurt or or healthy. I pray that the Nets stay healthy. But, man, it is heating up. And the same goes for the Knicks. I like those navy blue Knicks jerseys, especially on the road. The Knicks look different, man. They're shooting the three well. They're starting to figure it out, getting the young guys more playing time. And I just think that you're looking at a Knicks team that that like I don't want to get ahead of myself. You're looking at a Knicks team that sh- should make the playoffs, in my opinion. You're looking at a Knicks team that is stable because they did go get Jalen Brunson. And you're looking at a Knicks team with Julius Randle. Talk about a change in a guy. Julius Randle looks more like the MIP. He looks more like the guy that you paid. So you got to be happy about that. And you got to be happy about the contributions from other players. And like I said in my open, man, they embarrass Chicago. And I know Chicago's not a great team this year, but they're an NBA team with some star players on it. Uh, they absolutely smoked them tonight and their role. And R.J. Barrett is doing his thing. He led all scorers. You get 22 from Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes has emerged. Knicks fans, call me up. You're more than welcome to gloat. You're more than welcome to get hype and get excited about your team. I don't know the last time the Knicks won six games in a row. I don't, I don't know if, if that has happened. I think last time I was on and they won five in a row, I was like, hey, somebody look it up. When was the last time that happened? Six games in a row. They're figuring it out. They're playing good basketball. And as the basketball rises in New York City, the football is about to sink. And that's how the seasons change, right? You just roll from one into another. So for the Giants fans and Jets fans, if you don't have a basketball team, Knicks or Nets, you might want to start paying attention to them because there's a chance that uh, in the next couple weeks, the NFL season is over on both sides in New York. Does that mean it's a failure for the Jets and Giants? No, no, no. And I know people say, oh, well, circumstances have changed. But if you go back to where we were in August, September, looking at these teams, No one thought that they were going to win seven games. No one thought that they would be in the hunt this late. It was a rebuild on both sides. A first-year head coach, a second-year head coach, a second-year quarterback, a quarterback on his last year trying to prove himself, some unknown guys, some rookies. And all in all, we had a fun football season here in New York. It was a complete contrast to last year where – After the first month of the season, everybody knew it was a wrap. Here we are in December. They're playing December football. Do they have a chance? Sure. I was listening to Tiki and Tierney, I think, two two mornings ago, and they were running through all the percentage chances and the rooting guide and if this happened. And the percentage chances that they were putting out there, I'm no math major, but if it's 40, 30, 20, 15%, that's not likely. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, those percentages aren't high. Do you really want to limp into the playoffs? Sure. And I understand. Maybe because I'm not a Jets fan, I'm not a Giants fan. I I just don't understand how everyone, like, is so, they got to make the playoffs or this season was a failure. No, I think once they actually fall out of it, you'll look back on this season. You'll say, hey, we had some good Sundays, right? I'm a Dallas fan. The Cowboys get to the playoffs a lot. And they lose. They're one and done. They're an embarrassment. But you know what? I love football season because I can sit on my couch Sunday and get a bunch of wins almost every year. Another double-digit win year for the Dallas Cowboys. But I know they're frauds. I know they're not legit. So I don't get too hyped up. And I'm just trying to get you guys to come back down to earth a little bit and realize, hey, on paper, 
they are what we thought they they were. Like they they were never supposed to be here. Did they overachieve? Yes, and that should be good enough. Next year, eyes are already on next year, and it's okay. Go through the motions and go through your bets and go through everything you can do to spin it and say, oh, they got a shot. Like Sean Morash did a great job talking about the Giants today, filling in for Carton on Carton and Roberts. I was like, man, he spun it. He made me believe for a second, and I came back to reality. I'm like, nah, they're not. They're not gonna. The Giants are not gonna beat the Redskins, the the Commanders, the Jets with Zach Wilson. I don't know, man. I do you want to believe that Zach Wilson's all of a sudden gonna figure it out? One's on the clock. Do you you want to believe that this is some type of story scripted where Zach Wilson comes in and saves the day and he balls out on the Lions? When does he ball out in that bowl game? And that was a long time ago. And who did BYU even play in that bowl game? I'll have to find that information out and and get back to you because I don't understand why that information was needed in a press conference from the Jets head coach. I understand why people think there's like a conspiracy theory. I understand why people think, hey, they just won't let go with this kid. They won't get over it. They're dying hard on it. They're, They're insisting that Zach Wilson plays. That bowl game was against Western Michigan. Funny that they're playing the Detroit Lions from Michigan this week. Hey, man, Western Michigan's a tough team, tough college, tough squad. Bruh. You don't reference what a kid did in college against Western Michigan in a bowl game where, you know, these guys, some of these guys are checked out anyway at the end of the year. 18 for 18 isn't even that impressive. You don't reference that when this guy was trash, when this guy couldn't complete any passes, right? He couldn't complete screen passes. He couldn't complete checkdowns. He can't even throw the ball away. He couldn't even complete an out-of-bounds throwaway. Can't throw the ball away. So it's, why are we talking about his college? Because uh, Salah needs to find some positives that he's had in his career. To but that's not his career. That's his amateur career. Like I, I felt like that was kind of, I'm like, I don't know. They and, must love Zach. So I guess the coaches love him more than his teammates. His teammates don't go hard for him like that. That I agree. And that's a problem. He's going to have to earn those guys' trust back. Listen, I think the bottom line is I, I think the Jets don't want to believe that Zach Wilson is Achilles Smith or Ryan Leaf, like one of those just like total busts. His Ma- numbers are closer to uh, Jamarcus Russell. Or Jamarcus Russell, who's a bust. <laughs> or, and now listen, despite how somewhat okay Sam Darnold has been playing, or Sam Darnold, like they want to believe that this number two pick still has a chance to develop. It's just taking him a longer time than everyone thought. And again, I'll go back to, we can't have Joe Flacco start for this team. Zach Wilson gives the Jets a better chance to win than, than Joe Flacco. Well, the white Mike, uh, the Mike White hype has certainly disappeared. And I kind of was thinking, I'm like, I didn't think he was going to not play. All things seem like, hey, he went back into the game Sunday. And like, what's up? Um, he should be good to go. But now you get to Friday and you find out that, like, the doctors don't want him to go, and that leads you back to a nightmare scenario, a must-win game, and you got to go back to Zach Wilson, the guy that you couldn't, I don't know. We'll we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Let's keep it moving, though. I want to talk to the Yankees fans on the line next, so I'll set the table for that. Hal Steinbrenner, when he heard the fans boo him on Derek Jeter night, I know he was crawling in his skin. And he's done something about it. From Italy, he gets the judge deal done. And I think I said 
last night or some other time. Like, imagine being in New York all these years, winning championships, having all this success, and then in the last two years, Steve Cohen comes along, and people start saying the Mets are the new gold standard for baseball in New York City. Steve Cohen is the new George Steinbrenner. If you're Hal Steinbrenner, you're like, wait, 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 wait. You're comparing him to my dad? You're comparing them to what we've done? The 27-time World Series champions, the last to go back-to-back, three-peat, Hall of Famers, a dynasty, a winning culture, the Yankee way, win at all costs. You're comparing Steve Cohen to the boss? Now, Steve Cohen is a boss in his own right. I love what he's doing. I, I love that he's spending. He's blowing past the tax that they made for him. He is making sure that he's putting his money where his mouth is. He's got a timetable to make it happen, and money bag Cohen to make it happen. Mets have been impressive. This offseason, they've had a better offseason than the New York Yankees. They don't have a better rotation than the New York Yankees, but they have had a better offseason than the New York Yankees. And how Steinbrenner has woken up. How Steinbrenner has bossed up. How Steinbrenner is 53. 13 years ago was the last Yankees World Series. How Steinbrenner was 40. How Steinbrenner's not trying to get to 55, 60 without another World Series. How Steinbrenner's not going to sit around and let people say Steve Cohen is more like his dad than he is. He's got money too, he's got a lot of power too. And he's going out there and getting it done. Now, some people say the. Rodon deal had nothing to do with Cashman. Yes, it did. Obviously, somebody was working with Scott Boris, communicating with Scott Boris, and got them to come down from that seven years, $200 million. That's a big win for the Yankees. I don't care about Rodon's injury history. I'm focused on the future. All of these guys have injury history. All of these, They said Judge was injury prone. Going into the future... This guy is a bulldog, and he's coming to the Bronx. I was never a big Garrett Cole guy. I needed another guy like this. Nasty Nestor became my guy, but Carlos Rodon is a different type of lefty pitcher in this rotation. We're going to talk about him tonight. We're going to talk about Benintendi. Bye, Benny. You're you're a Boston Red Sox. I said you you got traded here on the train or on on the train. I'm on the train. You got traded here on the plane with the Royals. He probably didn't ever really want to be here. And people are saying, oh, I can't believe they didn't sign Benny. That's a big loss for them. He played for a month. He wanted to go to the White Sox over the Yankees. We'll see him. He got his money elsewhere. The Yankees still have time to figure out trades, figure out moves, figure out some way to get rid of Aaron Hicks. Josh Donaldson, and put a new guy in left field that's an actual outfielder, hopefully a contact hitter. You just got to wait and see and be patient. But you know what the Yankees did for you before Christmas? Boom. You got Aaron Judge. Tommy Canely's coming back. And here's Carlos Rodon, arguably the best pitcher on the market. Because there's only one, George Steinbrenner, and his son is Hal Steinbrenner, and he is the current boss, and the Yankees are in a good place right now. The Red Sox, not in a good place, and I love that they're cooked. They just DFA'd Jeter Downs, who was in the trade for Mookie Betts. They just DFA'd Eric Hosmer, who opted in to stay with them. I don't know what Haim is doing, but I'm going to let Haim cook. I'm going to mind my business. I'm going to trust the process. That's not the rivalry anymore. The greatest rivalry in baseball is Yankees fans versus other Yankees fans. We can't agree on anything. 
Can Rodon play left field? What? They still they, they struck out. They couldn't hit the ball. They still didn't improve this lineup. Okay. Yankees fans will argue over everything. You can't have names on the back of the jersey. Uh, some of you love Jeter and hate A-Rod. Some of you love A-Rod, don't like Jeter, devalue Jeter's time and say he wasn't this and that. Like Whatever. You guys will argue over everything. Uh, chicken buckets or garlic fries, whatever. Like Yankees fans versus Yankees fans is the greatest rivalry in baseball. And we'll hear from some Yankee fans right now. Maybe. John is in Connecticut. I'm assuming you're a Yankees fan. Sometimes Mets fans call with Yankees fans. Take. Go for it, John. How you doing, Big Keith? Uh, I, you know, the, thing I, the thing I was uh, thinking about is I was reading some stuff about um, about the making some trades. I know you brought that up. And um, I, I, I really like to see them go after some guys that they have in Arizona, uh, especially a guy like uh, his name is Jake McCarthy, somebody mm-hmm. like that. Uh, you know, I know he's got a lot of speed. You know, he's a young guy, 25 years old. Um, I like to see them go after some guys like that. I know people want slap hitters and guys that can hit line drives and, you know, can hit some home runs. But uh, that's a guy that I, I really like to see them get. And um, I, I really hope they don't go after this guy, uh, Max Kepler, from, uh, you know, from Minnesota because he's another guy that's got some injury history and another trade that we're going to try to make with Minnesota because – Hey, look, we got uh, Donaldson from there, and we also got uh, Nick from there. And he, they both turned out to be, uh, you know, not what they wanted. And I think Minnesota, to be honest with you, I think they kind of um, uh, put a wall over the Yankees' eyes because of the fact that uh, they said, we'll, we'll get rid of Donaldson, we'll get rid of IKF, we'll get rid of um, that catcher that they got that we've never seen play. And... Um, the thing is, that's, that was a ploy for them, even though now Correa's with a different team. Um, I think they did that to kind of uh, get rid of some money and uh, say, listen, we'll get rid of some money and we'll be able to sign Correa. Sure, and the Yankees enabled them. Thanks for the call, John. I look at that deal last year as the only team that would actually make a trade and accept Gary Sanchez. And you accept Gary Sanchez, we'll take on Josh Donaldson's money. Because Brian Cashman had an idea in his mind that Josh Donaldson wasn't going to be the 36 older version of himself, which most of us thought he would be. And he, I don't know. I can't speak on why Cashman made that move. It was one of the worst trades in recent history. And I'm still waiting for him to undo it. Hopefully he can undo it this offseason. Trade for another outfielder. He just mentioned Jake McCarthy. Alec Thomas's name is out there as well from the Diamondbacks. Are the Diamondbacks trying to do business with the Yankees? Would they be interested in Aaron Hicks? Would they be interested in Josh Donaldson? Or maybe a Glaber Torres prospects? I don't know. But I'm going to wait and see. I'm content for now. I'm cool for now with the New York Yankees. Call me up. 877-337-6666. We got to break it down and I'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let it rip. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. 
Go Brooklyn, go Brooklyn, go Brooklyn, go Brooklyn. Keep McPherson on the fan. I got to get back to Brooklyn. I got to get back to Barclays Center. Kick it with my Nets fans. Section one, the brigade, the block. Brooklyn. I'm just hoping they stay healthy. The Nets are good. Jacques Vaughn is a good coach. People can clearly see the difference now between Steve Nash and an actual NBA basketball coach. Nets wasted a bunch of time with Steve Nash. I don't know why. I do know why. Sean Marks is a former teammate of Steve Nash, friend of Steve Nash. Joe Sy owns a lacrosse team with Steve Nash, good friend of Steve Nash. Folks wanted to paint that as KD and Kyrie hand choosing him, hand picking him as a coach. Why would they do that? Why, why would they? Why would they pick a guy that never did the job? <laughs> He's out of there. They elevate Jacques Vaughn, and they've got a different energy about him. They could have lost that game tonight. I knew something was up when the spread was so close. It was. It's minus one, and then it was even. And I'm like, okay, the Nets haven't played for three days. They're going to be a little rusty. Maybe they start slow. And they've been starting fast. So they start slow tonight. The officiating is trash first half, but they come out, boom, punch them in the face in the third quarter, as they've been doing this year. And then it comes down to the final seconds, and that's why you go get guys like Katie and Kyrie to be closers. My real Nets fans that are listening understand you need closers. There was... A point in time where we liked the guys on the Nets. We liked the guys before the bubble Nets, the Joe Harris and uh, Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie Nets, the D'Lo Nets. But, I mean, D'Lo was the only closer. If he wasn't closing, I guess Spencer would hit some shots to close the game. But there were so many Nets games where they were up and could not close, and superstar talent took the game at the end. So good to see Kyrie Irving hit his first career game-winning buzzer beater and the Nets to go on and cruise. Nets fans, call me up if you want to talk about it. Let's go to Josh in the Bronx, back on the fan. Hello, Josh. I'm telling you, Keith, that was that was quite a game for Mr. Irving. Oh, my. What a shot. Yeah, he's feeling it. He's efficient. Yep. Uh, he's, he's back in his groove. It's been a few weeks now since he was removed. He's been back in it. He's been leading the way. He's been passing the ball. That shot Utah Watanabe hit, Kyrie giving it up. It's just good basketball right now. They're playing the right way, and they're focusing on the game. I just want to make one more point. You know, this David Duke Jr., you know, him and all those other guys, you know, now they got that team, you know, it's, that it was just like before they traded off all those commodities to get that James Harden and all that. Yes. Now you got now you got those players. David like Duke Jr., Dayron Sharp, Kessler Edwards, Cam yeah, Thomas. Right, right. There's guys that uh you know you can look forward to seeing down the line. There is some youth. There 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 is some depth in the uh, G League right now and you know We'll see what happens at the end of this year with Kyrie's contract being up and KD requesting a trade last summer. We'll see what happens. Uh, but there, there, there is some hope because there are some young guys that the Nets have drafted that have shown that they can step up and play when called upon. Keith, you're not kidding. And also, Merry Christmas. I'm getting Mr. Rondone and, you know, and waking hell up. 
Thank you for taking my call. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the sports, everybody. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry okay. Christmas. Thanks for the call, Josh. Now, Josh is a good dude, but this Rondon stuff has to stop. Hear me and hear me clear. He is a Yankee now. You are going to hear and say his name a ton on this radio station, on Yes Network, everywhere else. It's not Rondon. It's Rodon. Like, row, row, row your boat, Don LaGreca. Like, row versus Wade, like Don Antonio Rizzo. Rodon. Carlos Rodon. It's, it's not that hard. And if you Google it or go on baseball reference, they'll spell it out for you. R-O-W-D-A-A-N. Or R-O-E-D-O-N-N. Carlos Rodon. And I'm sure when Susan Waltman talks to him, she's going to say, how do you pronounce your name? And he's going to say Carlos Rodon. And she'll be on it. She always helped me with that stuff. She always talks to the players. And one of the first things she does when she talks to new Yankees, how do you say your name? It was tripping us all up last year with Jose Trevino and Lou Trevino. It's Trevino. It's Trevino. But anyway, back to Carlos Rodon. Man, shout out to... Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge had a quote in NJ.com. I forget when it was. I think it was during the season. And his words were, we need someone to back up this guy. He's a horse, but he can't do it alone. Talking about Garrett Cole, right? Now, I said I'm not a big Garrett Cole guy. I'm a fan of what he did against the Guardians stepping up in October. Um, But this was a rough season for Garrett Cole. And the way uh, 2021 ended, that was a rough season for Garrett Cole, too. With the COVID stuff, with the hamstring, getting bounced by the Red Sox. And in the year where we found out about spider tag, it's it's been tough or cold. It's been a cold world. You get Carlos Rodon now, you've got two aces. You've got two strikeout kings. These guys are going to strike out 500 guys next year. Hal has spent $573.5 million. Count it. $360 for Judge. $162 for Rodon. 40 for Anthony Rizzo, 11.5 for Tommy Canely, and wait for the trade. That's Cashman, right? That's where Cashman's supposed to come in. For those of you that don't want to give any credit to Brian Cashman, that's where he's supposed to use his respect, his clout, get on the phone, and those guys that look up to Brian Cashman, they should get fleeced. Come on. Somebody get fleeced for a left fielder. We've got prospects for sale. Probably not Volpe, Peraza, Dominguez. And I was telling someone the other day, hey, fast track Dominguez. He can be in left field by the end of the year. Or or bring Gardy back so he can get his ring with this team. He can be in left field. Jokes, people, relax. I know somebody's like, oh, what? (laughs) But Carlos Rodon is a Yankee. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun on cold day, on row day. I don't know if I'm going to call him Los or Row. On Sevy day, on Nasty Nestor night. And then Frankie Montas. We'll see. We'll see. That's the best rotation in baseball. Call me up. 877-337-6666. Let's get back to the calls around the Yankees free agency. Ari in Bergenfield, New Jersey. You're on the fan. You're. You're. How's it going? Hey, it's going, man. Friday night. Friday night. I know in the beginning of the week we called in and uh, we were like, yo, what's Cashman doing? It's been a week. We got judged. Now what? Now what? And boom. I feel like they troll us sometimes, right? And it's like 
They make his weight. They make his weight. They make <laughs> me think like Carlos was something was wrong with him. But boom, we got him. He's ours. I'm excited. Patience, patience. We must learn. Yeah, I called Cashman out on Wednesday. I called Cashman out on my five-hour <laughs> show Wednesday. I'm like, listen, bruh, it's been a week. It's been a week since Judge, and you can't just sign Judge. If Carlos Rodon's preferred destination is New York, bring him here. It just takes time. You know, Scott Boris is going to play games. He's going to try and leak information. He wanted seven years, $200 million. The Yankees had to finesse them. We got him for... 162. So I tip my cap to Cashman. I know people feel like, oh, that's how. But yeah, Cashman is the one talking to these guys. Uh, Boris is is at uh, Masataka Yoshida's introduction in Boston, eating their food and drinks, yeah. getting deals done to make the Yankees better. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty funny. But yeah, like I, I agree 100% with what you're saying, right? These were the signings we wanted. Rizzo, Judge, some help either, you know, pitching staff or, or somewhere in the outfield, but we got pitching, which is great. And now Cashman's going to go to work. After the, after Christmas, you know we're going to hear about all these little trades that he always seems to find. You know, obviously he missed last year with two, but I have faith. You know, he got a new contract. He's going to have to make these kind of moves to be like, yep, remember who I am. Remember me. I'm, I'm Brian Cashman. Good. So I feel like I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good moving forward. Thanks for the call, Ari. I'm feeling good, too. I'm content right now. I'm not content for the whole offseason, but I'm content as of December 16th with what the Yankees have done. But I know some of y'all lo love to just complain and be negative Nancy, Debbie Downer, glass half empty. It's not good enough. Like, you have to have the full roster complete by December 16th. You can't. Like, I keep speaking on the Red Sox. They, they're DFA guys trying to make room on their roster, trying to figure stuff out. They don't have any kind of plan. At least I feel like the Yankees have a plan. I feel like Hal Steinbrenner is going all in. I feel like he's motivated by being swept in the ALCS and seeing how fans felt booing his players, leaving the stadium. How that last game four, you could get into a game four of the American League Championship Series for 15 bucks. That's a problem. How do you fix that problem? You make sure you bring back the best player in Major League Baseball. Done. Anthony Rizzo, a leader of the team, wants to be here. You make sure he doesn't go anywhere. Done. Tommy Canely would like to come back. He'd like to redo. He'd like a mulligan. He wants to get a ring with this team. He, he comes back. Good. Bring him back. This bullpen is a big part of the reason the Yankees lost. I blame Aaron Boone. I blame the bullpen and, and who was available, right? Yeah, Boone shouldn't have gone to Clark Schmidt and Frankie Montas. And, you know, but at the same time, he's working with what he has. And I remember last year, not even last year, I remember last season, October, telling you guys, listen, there's there's just a set of things Boone can and can't do. They have a script. They have a game plan. They, they pretty much write up where they're going to go. The computer, beep, boop, beep spits out what they should do against what hitters and what inning and where they should go and how many pitches. So Boone just kind of defaults into, okay, we're going to go to Clark Schmidt and pretend he's Michael King and he's not. Well, speaking of Michael King, Michael King is back next year. Jonathan Loisaga is back next year. Alex Bregman just came out and said the hardest pitcher to face in Major League Baseball is Jonathan Loisaga. Clay Holmes is back next year. That's most likely your closer to start the season. He'll probably get the ball first. Wandy Peralta. Bulldog was a beast. I can't wait to see 
him and Carlos Rodon together, two former San Francisco Giants, two guys that are fired up, got energy on the mound. Ron Marinasio, the pride of Toms River North, he'll be back. He was missing in the postseason. Lou Trevino, I already mentioned. Trevino, not yo. Lucas Litke, Tommy Canely, and then you've got a couple guys like Greg Weissert, who we saw, Clark Schmidt, if they don't trade him. Um, there, there's, 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 there's more to come. Just be patient, Yankee fans. This team is stacked. This team is right there, and they're not done. They're going to make some moves to get the zeros off the team, right? I see a lot of people writing to me about Aaron Hicks cannot be in left field. Duh. Everyone knows that. No one's alone in that thought. Everyone knows you can't. We knew Derek Jeter night. You can't put him back in left field. But because of roster construction and injuries, he ends up being out there in the ALCS, ALDS. And it's like there's nobody else. So they're not going to be in that situation when we get uh, to March 30th. So just be patient. It's it's weird. And, again, you're from a Yankees perspective. Such a good offseason. And I even tweeted out, like, the, the Cashman at the Cashman and House Lander has to stop. They have the second highest payroll behind the Mets. Enough that they don't spend money. They do spend money. So let's forget about that for a second. But they do need one more bat, probably. And you you would agree with that. The Mets need another bat. You had just bought up the Red Sox. Oh, you're few, going to Michael Conforto. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to Rafael Devers. And the Red Sox, that's he's their final hope. Their and, last and chance. This is, and this is a question. Now, they've said they want to re-sign him. I don't believe that because I'm going based on that they traded Mookie. They wouldn't pay Xander what he wouldn't wanted? Wouldn't pay Xander? I don't think that. I think the Mets and the Yankees could be in a good battle in the summer for Rafael Devers. And that would that's just like a fun thing to you know think about. Because I think both the Mets and Yankees are going to be really, really good again. Yeah. Really, really we'll good. We'll be in the top again. four of the league. I know it. It's, 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 I it's mean, only... do the Mets and the Yankees have the two best rotations in baseball? Yeah. It probably best in the AL, best in the NL. Probably we can we can have a whole five hour show debating which one is better. I'm going with the Yanks. They're younger. Um, right, but it, but even if you say the Yankees, the it, the the Mets aren't like light years behind them, no, right? It's, it's right, one A it's and one B, one a, and depending one B. on the day, depending yep. on the week. Now, the offense, depending on the matchup, both teams for the at this point are running back the same offense, kind of. Has had, they have, they have, they both haven't added it's, a ton of new bats. It's kind of, though. It's kind of. Like, Harrison Bader, we only got to really see in the end of September, October. He's different. Um, now, you're not going to be... You're not going to be relying on Judge to lead off. You expect DJ to get back, and that's something else I, I got to talk about. DJ has to get right. He's got the toe foot injury. He's not electing to have surgery. He's got to heal up, and he's got to get back to being at least like somewhat of the guy that we saw in 2019-2020. It's vital for yes. this team. Oh, if the, you don't want to say the team revolves around LeMahieu, but he's such a good but player. But if he returns back to being the content, uh, content, the contact hitter, it's late, folks. It's a long week. The contact hitter that he was, the automatic with runners in scoring position hitter that he was, a slap single and some power, some doubles in the gap, like, that changes everything. That also changes, like, you know, at the trade deadline, if we're still playing around with Glaber Torres and DJ looks solid, maybe we can trade Glaber. I know there's a Yankee, Yankees fans are split on Glaber. I feel like the younger kids 
want Glaber to stay because they were, you know, he's young and there was a whole thing. Oh, Glaber's only 22. I was calling him the baby goat when he came up. I'm like, this guy's already on pace to be a Yankee legend. I'm good on him. The experiment is over. The baby bombers experiment is over. The only two players to come out of that experiment successfully, Aaron Judge, Luis Severino, trade Glaber Torres now before he goes out there and does anything else to devalue himself. DJ has to get right. Oswald Peraza has to beat out IKF. IKF can only be an insurance play. Oswaldo Cabrera, great spark. Great to see a young guy like that step in when he got called up and make an impact. But he can't be your everyday left fielder. He's got to be available for injuries. He's got to be be available for rest days. You move him around. He's a super utility guy. He's unfazed. He can play the outfield and the infield. The Yankees will make a trade. They will make a move. I know a lot of you have pivoted to Brian Reynolds. I'm good on paying a king's ransom for that guy. They're going to want top prospects. There's no way you do that deal, and it doesn't include one or two of Volpe, Peraza, and Jason Dominguez. We shall see. It's fun. You'll enjoy the holidays. You'll enjoy Christmas, Hanukkah. I think Hanukkah started tonight. Sunday night. Oh, it's on the way. I was close. (laughs) I won't be on until after it starts. So happy Hanukkah to those that celebrate. Would you trade two of those prospects for Devers? Is Devers just in another pool than Brian Reynolds? He is, obviously. Devers is better than Brian Reynolds. How about this? How about this? You guys can trade for Devers. The Yankees will trade for Manny Machado. He's opting out of his deal. We'll take him to play third base. We can deal with Josh Donaldson for the first couple months of the season. You okay with giving up one of the three that you just mentioned for Manny? By by then, we'll know what Peraza is. Sure. By then, we'll see what Volpe is doing in AAA. You know what's interesting about that is how if they if Cashman shifts his thinking that he didn't want to give a Volpe for Castillo, but he'd give it up for Manny. I think that's like so fascinating to me to see who he would give up. Got Carlos big... Rodon now. Yeah. The thought was last year we needed someone else to go with you Cole. You needed someone with Cole and Nestor because you didn't trust Nestor because he never had thrown that many innings, et cetera, et cetera. You remember. It wasn't that long ago. Keep McPherson on the fan. I got to break it down. We'll get to the calls faster when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Your official station to talk Knicks. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Hey, 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 hey. What do you say? Hey, yo, I'm back from the break. Trying to break a leg, man. I'm trying to be great. Doing my thing, I don't care if they hate. I'm on late. Maybe till 8, nah. This is KM to the AM, rocking on WFAN. Everybody get your muck, roll on. The Yankees signed Carlos Rodon. Hold on, hold on, the beat about to go on. And I'ma go off. That's all I got. Just kidding, man. I got to keep rocking, man. I'm not stopping, man. I'm still popping, man. (laughs) No, I'm just playing around. Loopy on the late night. Keith McPherson on the fan. It's about to be 12. Uh, Let's take a call real quick before I switch studios. Kevin is in Monroe, New Jersey on the fan. Let's go, Kevin. Hey, Keith. Uh, First time caller. Um, With the word being that the Yankees are working on something good, do you see a possibility that maybe they're trying to trade for Trout? The Yankees need an outfielder. Obviously. Mike Trout? Yeah, Mike Trout. Is that – did you read that somewhere? Well, I don't know. I'm just seeing 
you know, people on Twitter talking about it. But, yeah, I guess if you're going big, um, you, you can't get much bigger than trading for Mike Trout, the guy with, like, the next biggest contract and uh, the next biggest, like, you know, name as far as one of the greats in baseball. I don't I don't think they're going to be able to trade for Mike Trout. He wants to be in Anaheim. He locked up uh, that deal with Anaheim. I don't think they're going to ever trade him. I think he retires an Anaheim Angel. But I think now we're days away from the rumors of the Yankees are working on something big. I think that was all smoke and mirrors. I think the Carlos Correa stuff was planted by Boris. Uh, I think that anyone could have planted the Fernando Tatis Jr. stuff because the Padres are always in everything. Uh, the Yankees working on something big. I, I, I really don't. I really don't know where that led us to. I think that was just something that was thrown out there while the stove was hot. You think they're just going to go after Reynolds then? No, I don't think they're going to go after Reynolds. I think the Pirates are going to want too much for Reynolds. I think Cashman's going to pick up the phone and call everyone that he can call and leave no stone unturned, and we've got until March um, to figure out who's going to be in left field. I think it could be something that gets done once we get into spring training. I'd like to see it get done before then, but uh, you know, I can't call it. Max Kepler has been floated out there, Alec Thomas, this kid McCarthy that's also on the Diamondbacks. Uh, in cash, we what have to Brantley? trust. Michael, Michael Brantley is a, is a good name, but he's older. Um, in theory, he'd be a good bat to have in this lineup, but I do not want him patrolling uh, left field for us. Here's a name, Andrew McCutcheon. He's also old, has been a Yankee. And uh, thanks for the call, Kevin. It's funny because today I thought of Kutch and uh, with Benintendi. Benintendi is now a part of a long list of Yankees that had a cup of coffee here. And more specifically, a list of Yankees that came here at the trade deadline, didn't re-sign, and now there'll be a trivia question in, I don't know, 10 years. Here's a game we'll play. Call me up, and when you call me up, Yankees fans, obviously you'll have your take, your thought, your question, but give me a name of one of those Yankees. I already gave you one. Andrew McCutcheon, I think in 2018, uh, Andrew McCutcheon, or maybe it was 19. No, I think it was 18. Andrew McCutcheon was traded here at the deadline. He shaved. Uh, I remember it was funny seeing him post on Instagram what he looked like with no beard. He didn't really do too much. He worked some walks, but that was all you saw of Kutch. He was a Yankee, but it was so quick. You forgot about it. His cup of coffee got cold real fast. So call me up, Yankees fans, and tell me, uh, you know, Edwin Encarnacion. There's there's other names. I won't start running through them, but I think that'll be a fun game to play for the next two hours. Keith McPherson on the fan. Till 2 a.m., I got to switch studios. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.